See you soon. He's in there? Welcome back to Two Birds, One Stone, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $100. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Isn't John Bones Jones coming back, MMA? Who's he fighting? That's right. Uh, Cyril, Cyril gone, I think. I might be butchering that, but it's in March. Well, there you March. Go. Bet on that. Bet on that uh, in March. March 4th, I believe. Yeah. Um, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code, use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Use promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The Arizona Cardinals have a new head coach. After 36 days. Is that what it was? And after the Super Bowl, our last episode, I was like, oh, we'll do a Super Bowl preview show, and we'll talk about the head coach hiring whenever that is. Turns out it was after the Super Bowl. So now we have a Super Bowl recap show and the head coach announcement. Uh, Super Bowl losing defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon is the Arizona Cardinals head coach uh, in 2023 and heading forward. What are your initial thoughts? We talked about all the possible coaches we wanted on our listing. I don't think his name ever came up. Not to say it's a bad thing, because that was a long time ago when we did that episode. Lots of names that came in and out since then. Um, we kind of had a feeling for a little bit that he, this might be a possibility. But what are your what are your thoughts about the hire? Mixed feelings, of course. I feel like a lot of, um, at least just on Twitter, a lot of Cardinals fans kind of feel the same way. Um, you see the clip of which I'm sure we'll get into it of him meeting meeting Kyler. Uh, that's actually today. We just watched that that led the episode, but yeah, right. We just People watched it. Yes, right. I mean, he fucking drops his bag. He runs to go meet him. He's enthusiastic, clapping as he gets in the weight room. Um, that's a that's a pro. That I mean, he looks like he's excited to be there. He's he's pumped. Kyler looks like he's happy to see him. Um, but then you also see which this could also be reason to see bias, but you see the outpour of uh, Philly fans who were joy joyful that he's gone. Um, and I think that's just because what happened in the Super Bowl mostly. Um, yeah, but you got to take Philly, all that with a grain of salt. Anytime right. it's Philly, you, they're fucking insane. So overall, um, I'm, I guess I'm happy with it. Um, I, I did a little recon again. We never, we, we didn't really see this coming up until I guess the first kind of mention I heard about it was, I don't know, about a week ago, 
Um, you know, whenever it got it's serious. Probably been a week ago, week and a half. I mean, maybe even two weeks. I know if, uh, Benjamin Allgrad's been on it for a while. It was just that. So I guess to break it down, the, the Cardinals, after we had our last episode, it was right after Monty gets hired, the GM. Right. And um, when Monty was hired, it was already after those initial uh, head coach interviews cycles was kind of going through. Um, and we'll get into this, but this is Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon have a relationship. And Monty Austin Ford, um, what, before he was even hired as a Cardinals GM about 10, 12 months ago, kind of saw the writing on the wall, seeing that uh, him getting a job was kind of a possibility. He put together a list of like 10 to 12 guys that he had his eye on to be his head coach if he were to take a GM job. Um, he had Jonathan Gannon, obviously, was on there. Uh, Aaron Glenn, Detroit Lions, and Brian Callahan, Cincinnati Bengals. All three of those were interviewed by the Cardinals. Uh, I think Aaron Glenn was scheduled for a second. It seemed like Austin Fort really led this kind of cycle, and Michael yeah. Bidwell kind of like let him take the reins. So the reason the Cardinals, it was kind of late, is because after that first cycle, excuse me, sorry about that, Gannon was already in the playoffs. They had won a game. They had to wait. So due to rules and restrictions and all that shit, they weren't finally able to meet up until after the Super Bowl. Uh, they meet Monday, Tuesday, they're signing the contract and he's our head coach. So as much as it seemed kind of under the wraps, it was kind of right there in front of you. It was kind of said the whole time that they had a relationship and he was kind of a sneaky candidate, um, but he got the job. And I guess what are you like, what was the guy? I mean, it was seemed like it was down to Lou, Lou Anarumo, who last episode I had no idea how to pronounce his name. Since then I became the Lou, biggest Lou fan, team Lou guy. I loved his interviews. I loved uh, social clips Bengals put out. His players loved him. NFL execs talked him up. He's a he's an older guy, like 56. Like, it just seemed like a guy that's been around the league. He's been coaching for, like, 30 years, uh, 12 in the NFL. Like, I just wanted a, an experienced, like, man's man leader type guy. And that's what it seemed like Lou was. Um, so, unfortunately, he didn't get the job. But it would be dumb for us to sit here and be like, well, my guy didn't get hired. I'm disappointed. My guy might have sucked, and Gannon might be great. It's so dumb. You see tweets like, grade this higher. How do you feel, Cardinals fans? I mean, everybody kind of had their favorite or whatever, but to act like it's a bad or a good hire right now here in fucking February is ridiculous. We'll just have to wait and see how it happens. I always just think that's funny. Same I like agree. when they do draft grades in April yeah. right after the draft like yeah. it's just doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, I agree. Um we I think we've talked about it before. I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I've purposely not invested any real research time into these coaches excluding obviously um Jonathan Gannon who just got hired. Um it was an, until after the fact I did that because after I think it was probably after Flores um it, it was came out that he wasn't going to take the job. He was who I really wanted. Um, and I, I didn't want to get super latched onto one coach kind of like you did with Lou and then get let down and then just kind of be automatically pissed and put a, a damper to whatever coach does gets hired the start of their career for me personally. So I was a lot more just kind of blind eye, just let it all happen. I'll deal with whatever happens at the end. Um, which is kind of what I'm doing now. Um, I'm still just kind of impartial. Um, again, we ride with who we got. He's who we got for the next 
at least contracted for the next five years. Um, I see a lot of good things. Um, it, it seems like in his history, um, he's he's been like more of a defensive uh, back specialist. Um, I think he he was a, D, a DB coach for the Vikings um, at, at a point. I think he's a DB coach for um, oh I forget. It, there was I think two or three teams. He was like a a, a DB I mean, coach. The Vikings. For. I didn't know past that. <clears throat> um, and so you know, and 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 our our secondary is a big a big point of our team that needs help. It's a big emphasis. So I think automatically that that alone will will show promise. But if you look at the at the all the stops he's made so far, where, where he's had prominent roles. His defenses have have only shown um, improvement. They've never gotten worse. They've only gotten better. So just with that track tra- track record, and that's a ten year track re- uh, record throughout, I think probably four or five different teams. Just with that track record, I mean, you have to be happy. Uh, obviously, recency bias. You see what happened to the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes, which we'll get into later um, in the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, it's 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 something that I think we're going to be okay. I think, I think it's, I think it's a solid choice. It's not anybody's first choice. I don't think, but I think he's a solid option. I think the five years is a big, well, you could say it's a big deal. It's what Cliff got initially, initially or whatever, but <clears throat> biggest thing is just see it through, let it play out. Yeah. There might be a bad year or two to start off. I mean, we're starting, we got a little bit to work, with there's reason to be hopeful that it can be a fast turnaround but give a guy a few years now I mean Wilkes got one year Cliff got four great still didn't see that first contract all the way through he got the extension but I think his first contract was for five years so just see it through give him a chance let's everybody not get too overreactionary but um, I think like you said he did he's been in the league I think for 12 years something like that Uh, only two as a D.C. There was a story that was reported on NFL Network. Uh, Howie was it Howie, Howie Roseman, Eagles GM. That's his name. Yeah. Um, first training camp, he's uh, of uh, Gannon being the defense coordinator. He's uh, Roseman is being inter- talked to by a reporter as they're walking by Gannon doing a uh, press conference at the podium or whatever, and he stops and he points at Gannon. He's like, "That guy right there, he's a he's a badass. That guy's gonna be a big guy in this league." Before he ever even called a defensive play, uh, Roseman knew that he was going to be a head coach. After that first year, he last year, uh, Houston, he went deep in, into interview talks with them. They ultimately went, uh, I guess, with Lovey Smith, brought him back. That didn't quite work out. Um, comes back another year, Eagles, I think the number two overall scoring defense. Uh, they were number two in yards allowed per game. Fewest passing yards per game, 70 sacks, third most all time only behind the 85 Bears and the 89 Vikings. 85 Bears to be on a list, a short list with them. That's crazy. Uh, four different players with ten, with at least 10 sacks. And he's kind of known for preventing the big play. Like you said, he's D-backs coach, but obviously seven sacks, creating pressure and then keeping the ball in front of you. So being creative with different blitz packages and playing soft, having your, your corners – no deep shots, so we're going to be aggressive up front and and uh, careful in the back end. And I mean, it worked for the Eagles. And to act like act like the Super Bowl and losing to Patrick Mahomes is anything to hang your head about. D'Amico Ryan's put up uh, let up forty four against the Chiefs earlier this year. There's not there's not anything to be said about one game, uh, right? Game and year, especially look, it's a Patrick Mahomes. And to, to kind of um, 
back that point, look at Kyle Shanahan, uh, the, the the last year. Who who did he coach for before he <laughs> the was Falcons? It was the Falcons. The, the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. He was he yeah. was the, the 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 DC, and then he got the head coach right after. Who's OC, and then right after that, he got the job after. So just you know, getting blown out in the Super Bowl. It's not, it's okay. It's okay. To Tom Brady or to Patrick Mahomes, it's okay. Um, something that is a negative for me that I that I kind of saw. Um, I saw uh it was, it was in a, a a press conference after a practice or something, or maybe a game, and somebody um mentioned Hassan Reddick and how how well of a season he was having. Um, and then um Jonathan Gannon replied to which he would probably have about 25 sacks right now if I didn't drop him in coverage so much. Um, it's a little tongue in cheek there. Obviously, he's right. joking around, but uh, obviously, still, I've, that's something I as as I dug around on him. That's something I, I saw uh, that that were complaints, mostly from Eagles fans on Twitter. Um, this is something a big issue that I saw is that he he pulls back pass rushers. And I think and, a and lot of what the casual fan, anytime they see one of those outside linebackers drop back, they have, oh, what the fuck are we doing here? Chip. Chandler Jones, obviously, we saw, and he did it too much. That's obvious. We saw it time and time again, and I don't know if that's the case or what happened with the Eagles. I I would highly doubt it if they got seventy sacks on the season. But Hassan Reddick is gonna drop back uh, once or twice a game. He's a he's not a defensive. He's an outside linebacker. If you're creating and getting getting different and creating blitzes in weird ways. You're not going to show the same look every every time. So there will be the occasional time that he'll drop back just to show a different look, I would imagine. But I, you're, maybe I need to look into it more. Maybe maybe it happened more than it should have. But what, what did he end up with? Well, to, not to talk about Hassan Reddick again. We had zero sacks in the Super Bowl, at That's least. Right. Bust. Yeah, Bust. 17, 17 and a half That's or something right. this season. Fucking crazy. Um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but he's got, he's got that. Oh, go ahead. I didn't know if you had more. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. He's just got a, a little more passion, a little more juice than yeah. than what I expected. I didn't know much about him. You sent me the Niners clip that I had seen um, of him on the street with Eagles fans. They've put, seen him yeah. pulling up in the car. I'll put that in here. Let's fucking go! But, like, just that right there. Like, just, we're yeah. going to fucking gut these guys. Like, he's yeah. got that. He's got, they talked about the it factor, Monty Osford said, yeah. in, when he was making that list. And not only does he put together good schemes, but that's what's most important for this team right now. The X's and O's and the schematics and all that crap is, is takes a backseat to a guy that's, like, might sound stupid and cheesy, but, like, like I said earlier, like a leader of men, a motivator, somebody that can – put the foot in the ass of some of these guys that need it after four training camps of la-di-da, we're, you know, we're buddies and we're all going to get through this and we're going to go out there and try, like, no, we're, we're going to get like a, like a boot camp out here and really get this thing going. Cause that's what they need. But I don't know if that's all him, but I think, that's a lot of what I've seen. <clears throat> um, ju- Just the, 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 the little bit I've, I've kind of heard about Monty ever since he became the, the GM Everything that Jonathan Gannon is seems like what Monty, which you kind of just to kind of piggyback off your point, which is said, seems like what Monty wants and is was looking for and what he represents himself. After all the the dust has settled and looking back on it, I think it was probably always Jonathan Gannon. I think if it wasn't Sean Payton, it was going to be Jonathan Gannon from the jump. Um, and what kind of 
backs that in my head is the fact that literally they they interviewed him what once right they have one interview Never interviewed and that was him it. until after the zoom i think that that's that, what I, mean, I was about to say Teams kind of say it. you said it was i mean you nailed it teams always say we got our guy like blah, blah. Mm-hmm. most teams don't get their guy most top most hiring cycles there's one or two that everybody has the top of their list and not everybody can get those one or two guys Cardinals obviously had real interest in Sean Payton, I would imagine. I mean, he meet with them for seven hours. Sure, they had long interviews with lots of coaches, but I I would that's the one I would bet that they had real interest in. And all along we're hiring, we're casting that wide net. You you started to hear his name. And once I, I like I said, I wanted Luke. Once his second interview happened, I think on Friday, and then we didn't hear much, it was like, oh, okay. Then it's it's gonna be the Super Bowl guy. Because if if you've interviewed everybody him. up until then, then and nobody's wowed you, but you haven't even talked to him yet, then Monty's basing this off his past relationship, and he knows right. if he waits, he's not. If he waits for Gannon, he's not going to be burned. That's yeah. the guy he wants. So, yeah. it when you're in hindsight, it all it all makes way more sense. Yeah. It really now. does. And and something too that I saw a lot on Cardinals Twitter is. Why are you hiring a head coach who's a defensive? He, he's a defensive coach. Uh, whenever you have Kyler Murray, who needs to be who needs to be brought along. Hey man, you've said this a hundred times. I'm just gonna kind of reiterate the fact: you're not hiring a coach for Kyler Murray to coach Kyler Murray. You're hiring a coach to coach Isaiah Simmons, to coach Buda Baker, to coach fucking Rondale Moore, to coach. I mean. Zayvon Collins, you're you're hiring a coach to coach everybody. Like you said, a leader of men, that's what seems like um, Monty is kind of trying to push. That's the guy he's wanted. That's kind of the culture he's wanted. Not so much a superstar, but more of a super team, like a team together. Um, And I think John Gannon represents that. But to all the people who are saying, why are you not getting an offensive-minded coach whenever you have this quarterback you desperately need something like that? I think what he desperately more needs – needs more is a is more of the stern you know more of a macho um uh guys guy like what what jonathan gannon is going to bring to the table um that's why i don't think stuff worked with cliff because sure he was a good offensive mind great offensive mind but he's not a guy who's gonna sit down and hype up and be you know he, he's not John, jonathan gannon um and i i think, I think it's it was a, i hope so i don't think that it was that necessarily cliff wasn't a player's coach or somebody that that could fire his team up. It was just I don't know. There was just a a weird disconnect there. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't a relatability. I don't know. He was a young guy, strained. But from what it seems like, uh, Gannon got that out of his guys in Philly. So all we can do now, like I said uh, at the beginning, is kind of sit back and wait. It'd be dumb to, for us to be slam dunk higher. There we go. We're fucking off to the Super Bowl. We're pumped because we have no idea. We're just going to be optimistic and uh, and go from there. I don't know. Like I said, there's not much else we can really go into. The OC is going to be very important. I heard uh, Drew, Drew Fencing, I believe is his name, uh, Browns quarterback coach. He had a relationship with him. Um, Gannon had a relationship with him, I think, with the Vikings going back to. So it's good to have a guy that's kind of got some connections. I heard that he's a very smart guy. I think it was Albright who tweeted that out too got like a degree in economics and he's been in the league for a while so to get get him and then um bring the the eagles linebackers coach i've heard to be his dc because i don't i don't know what you think but i don't want him calling plays 
We've done the head coach play caller pairing. I know it was on offense with Cliff. I would prefer I'm the head coach. I've got my DC. I've got my head coach. Yep. You guys call the plays. I so uh, I forgot what his name. Ryan Wallace Wills. Should have came a little more prepared, but he apparently is. Uh, one article said he was the defensive Sean McVay. So that's pretty high McPraise, young guy, or that's pretty high McPraise, I said. What is <laughs> McDonald's, dude? That's McCrazy. Ba, 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 anyway, apparently very smart guy. We can bring him over as a head coach, too. That would be something. But now we just sit and wait, let the staff get built, and then and then uh, fix this fucking roster and go from there. Draft, free agency, all that. Um, I guess anything else on coaching hire, coaching search? We didn't no, really – we I'm never got into Mike Kafka much. I don't, I don't, did we even talk – I think he was on the cover of our last episode, so I guess we talked about him a little bit. But I didn't ever – I guess his name got thrown around in the mix there as, like, the only other offensive guy. Like, and then, eh, I think that was just we're going to fill our quota on offense and defense. Yeah. Oh, you're an offense – well, come on, let's see what you got going on. But I'm sure he'll be head coach eventually under that Andy Reid tree if he keeps – doing shit with Daniel Jones, but I guess we can jump into the Super Bowl if you got no more card if you got no more Cardinal talk for now. Let's do it. Chiefs 38, Eagles 35. Eagles fucking dominated that game. Is that weird to say? I know they lost, like it seemed like they controlled obviously a little further. It just seemed like they had control of the line up uh up front like the first half they dominated it was only even remotely close in the first half because of that fumble return for a touchdown. And it just felt like they had it the whole time. But that's what it, I told my, our buddy who's a Patriots fan. like, this is what it felt like watching the, those Patriots teams when they had Tom Brady. They would play a team deep in the playoffs where it felt like they were getting dominated. And then you look up, they're only down three. Then you look up and holy shit, it's the end of the game. They won because that's just what they did. They were winners and they won in the playoffs. It seems like that's what the Chiefs are going to be. Five straight AFC championships now, two Super Bowls in four years. Like we're we're watching what's gonna be the chase on Tom Brady for the next 15 years, which I think you said he's the greatest quarterback ever earlier, which is insane. I told them like it, Mahomes has to win six for it even to be a conversation. And we got four more to go before that comes. But what did you think of the game overall? I thought, I mean, I I was just glad it was it was a fun, good game. I feel like we we haven't had a good Super Bowl in a while. Um, high scoring, um, especially that first that first half, it was nuts. Um, you know, the the Eagles got the ball first, Chiefs deferred. Um, Eagles went right down the field, easy, super. I mean, easiest yeah. drive of all time. Chiefs Chiefs got the ball back, and made it look even easier. Um, it was enjoyable, enjoyable game to watch, which is what I was really after. Um, one of the better yeah. Super Bowls in a little while, I thought. Yeah, I think it was one of the best, yeah, best one in the past couple of years. Um, prop Andy bets, Reed, you put on a clinic, bit bets, prop bets. What'd you have? I had um, Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes. I had um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Darius Tony. Uh, to catch a touchdown pass anytime and to get over 19 and a half yards. That's right. And it, and I, I'll get into my bets. We were there. We went to a local bar with our buddies at 1230, and the game started at 530, I guess, Arizona yeah. time or St. Louis time. So we were there for a while. By the time the game started or 
by the end of the game, little brother Garrett was pretty drunk. We'll put that clip mm -hmm. in here. Look at him, he's fresh. Get him out there. Yeah, we'll put that clip mm -hmm. in here. But he was mm -hmm. he was fighting hard for that Kadarius Tony. He had the yards <laughs> yeah. and any time touchdown score. When he scored that touchdown. <laughs> oh, that fucking rule. It's up screaming, bro, 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 bro. Let's go. Let's go. High five and everybody in the bar. I was like, that's all. Okay. So he so he had the how many yards did he have before that? That was his first catch. So he got the hard part of the touchdown on the way, five yard touchdown. And then he ended up last catch of the game. Yards. Didn't didn't get another catch. So last catch of the game. Hype, all that hype for five yards and then but God, touchdown. God damn it, that felt so good though. <laughs> That was so damn oh, fun. You were very excited. That was so funny. fucking fun. That was awesome. Um, I also had Chiefs money line, easiest bet of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, super easy. Yeah. I also had um tails in the coin toss. So oh, I started right. off that good. That was a big moment as well. Yeah. Yep. You know, I think I think that's one of the most under underplayed bets of the Super Bowl. Because if you hit that to start, just, just, I mean you're 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 both like you're hot. You I mean you automatically set the tone. Yep, 50, 50 that's right. Shot. Um, I had, um, a, I was down, I've, I've been down all season, but I was like, I'm just going to throw in like a $10 small, small parlay. See what happens. It was 10 bucks, uh, for five legs. I had Justin Watson, 14 and a half receiving yards. He's like their fourth or fifth receiver that cashed. I had Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown cash, um, chiefs plus seven and a half. Alternate spread cash over 43 and a half alternate uh, total cash. Marquez Valdez Scantling over two and a half catches. He finished with zero. So that was the only leg that didn't cash. That would have paid out, I don't know, over a hundred bucks. But as I'm sitting there before the game, I'm watching the Fox pregame at the bar. I can't even hear it, but they have the six analysts or whatever. And they each picked a game. It was Eagles, 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 Eagles. Hold up my phone, 50 buck parlay. Chiefs money line with uh, Mahomes MVP in that cash. Because I wasn't going to bet the game at all before, but I seen that. I was like, you got to do it. Just because mm -hmm. you know you're going to see that screenshot on Twitter after the game. You can see the future in that moment. And I saw it. Um, but, yeah, it was a really awesome game. It was a really cool game for, like, uh, a bar setting. Like, yeah. we had the, fun. Yeah. We had a couple, like, good – catch debates like that's, <laughs> yeah. no, the, no he didn't have control he had the ball move and hit the ground yeah. we had uh the the uh holding the call hold. that had the whole yeah. bar uh arguing and loud as well we had a good all-time bar game people, good All mix time. of people on eagles and chiefs yep. it was great riri got the people going at halftime uh, except she it didn't was, show enough skin because she was pregnant so it's okay that's right and i don't a lot of people were slow on that where we were at yeah if we just yeah. i don't know like i mean do you think rihanna would like <laughs> look that fat like performing at the super bowl like what makes you like how like i don't know i, I immediately saw her I was like yeah she's pregnant obviously yeah, but no shit. you know but, rihanna's gonna yeah. be having a that big of a beer gut my, my uh our father-sized beer gut performing at the super bowl no. Yeah. So. Dad was the biggest Eagles fan of the night. He lost yep. the dad. He lost. He was as he huge on the Eagles. They might win by 100. It's just going to be. <laughs> and it felt bad. I told him at the end, I was like, the sucky part is you were kind of, I mean, you were right. They were the better football. Jalen Hurts played awesome. Which is like, honestly like the worst thing to say. The worst. Way. Just lost a bet. The worst. That's way. the worst thing to say. I'd rather to lose by. No, 100. you know what? You know what? You were, you were pretty right, actually. You were kind of <laughs> right. 
That's like the worst thing to say. Yeah. I was high on the Chiefs it, all week. I was high on them in the AFC Championship. I was high. I, I thought they're going to absolutely blow them out. They didn't blow them out. It was quite the current. That was quite the opposite. Quite the but, opposite of that. But you bet money line. Hell, I mean, they were they were underdogs. I think you you were saying this on on Sunday um, after you placed the the bet. Yeah. Whenever you saw all like, six imagine, I was like, imagine in five years from now. Think looking back and thinking that Patrick Mahomes was an underdog in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like imagine skipping that opportunity. It's like it's like like I did the Patriots, Tom Brady earlier. Anytime you bet against them and you lost, you just felt like the biggest dumbass in the world. You were like, God damn it, you you talk yourself into whoever, the Falcons or the Seahawks, whatever team they were playing, and be like, Okay, they this will be the time they'll that they'll lose. And then they don't. And they keep moving on. And then you're like, fuck, I feel like a dumbass. Kind of same thing with Saban in Alabama a little bit. It's like you see the greatness. And I'd rather be the, the the person that bets on them and fails than bet on them to fail. And then maybe I'm right one out of four times or whatever. It just didn't make sense to me. to, to I was either not going to bet or I was going to bet the Chiefs. So, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Um, embrace debate. If Mahomes retired today, he'd be a, a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. I don't know about first ballot because if he just decided to walk away out of nowhere, if it was like an ankle or his fucking leg fell off, I don't know if they would put him in because he was only in the league for, what, five years. But I do I do think he'd get in second or third try. I don't think he – two MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Two first team all pro. I don't think you could five no. straight AFC championship appearances. It's not even oh, a yeah. question. No, I don't think it is but, either. Um, I tweeted something out earlier. I didn't really get any backlash, but um, so maybe a little more uh, cardinal stuff to close. If Kyler Murray is healthy, since we're kind of talking about how good Jalen Hurts is, I think Jalen Hurts is kind of the clear cut number one NFC quarterback right now. That's kind of he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, is Kyler number two when at his peak? Is he right next to him? I think if you're talking at his peak, then I think he's better than Jalen Hurts is. Nah, I think at his peak, Jalen Hurts just finished second in MVP voting and had his team like right in there. A week. He looked, he was, he played better than Patrick Mahomes in that game. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm being a hater. Yeah, I'd yeah, say are. he'd be number two. <laughs> I'm being a hater. I, was, I mean, I think the I really know. only question. That's so weird. Weak to say. The NFC, this is how weak the NFC is. The only questionable mm. one is like Dak, Kirk Cousins, I mean, uh, Rogers. I Justin guess you're not Fields. counting in that anymore, are you? I'm not really counting. Even if you count Rogers, yeah, over what he did, like I would put Rogers. Justin well, Fields, I guess this, Dak. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Geno. Like, are you – Kyler at his peak is is 7-0. and Like, that's – like, MVP favorite is Kyler at his peak. I think I would take Kyler over everybody besides Hurts. Yeah, I think so too. And, fuck, maybe even Hurts, like you said, at times. I'm being kind of a homer, a little biased, maybe a hater. Well, I think the the uh, the Hail Mary at the end of the game – at the end of the game that Hurts threw kind of – <laughs> That was it. Just it had to have slipped a little bit. Like that was so flat. Like it was. I didn't think he could even. <laughs> I don't know who could 
Mahomes maybe could have got it to the end zone. They were at their own like thirty or whatever. That's like a seven. It was almost like a, it was almost like a joke. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was. That was funny. Yeah. But no, I think I definitely probably take Kyler over everybody you just said, except Hurts right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was kind of an issue. Because when I was thinking, I mean, about it's just it, I weak. Like, I didn't. Whenever you put it like that, you don't really realize, unless unless you put it like that, you don't realize how weak the NFC is quarterback talent. Oh, it's terrible. That's why I mean, in the tweet I said, I mean, this is Jalen Hurts is the clear cut best quarterback in the NFC, and everything after that is like a pretty fucking mid. So you have to try and get this thing flipped as quick as possible so you can take advantage of it. Over in the AFC, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, uh, fucking Herbert. He shouldn't count because he sucks. I like him. And I'll always Russell stay Wilson on might that. get his shit together. Aaron Rodgers might be headed over. There's so many young Lamar Jackson. There's I'm gonna forget some. There's everything is over there. And we've got fucking cake in the NFC. It's insane why John Cage wouldn't wanna be in the NFC. But I digress. We got John Gannon, the best thing anyway. So yep. um anything else we wanted to get in and into before we, we hang it up. I don't think so. Might be it. Um, still trying to work on plans for the draft. We're going to be there trying to figure out what exactly we're going to be doing. We're going to be vlogging, deciding what we're going to do on top of that. If we do a live podcast or not, we'll see. Um, after this, I mean, we got draft coverage coming up. Um, I imagine we'll probably do like a, a – but before we get to Kansas City, we'll probably record an episode with an actual sit-down draft preview. Right. Yeah, we might do one or two of them. Yeah, uh, and then then yeah, we'll, we'll have the actual draft itself, and then uh, yeah, New exciting couple come out in April. So they'll come awesome. out. They will come out. Um, but yeah, that's about all we got. Just wanted to get in here and talk about our new leader. Um, yeah. So that's it. Um, any news breaks? Any trades? Maybe a Hopkins? Who knows? We'll hop on here and talk about it. But other than that, we're not going to get on here five days a week and talk about nothing stuff when there's nothing to talk about. So see you in two weeks, see you in a month. Who knows? Um, until then, go birds.